When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the final episode of the Love and Reality Podcast of 2023. In March, I started this podcast with just the idea of having fun watching my favorite reality TV shows like I always did and recapping them each and every week for you guys. From Love is Blind Season 4, Love is Blind Season 5, The Ultimatum Marry Me or Move On, The Ultimatum Queer Love, to Perfect Match, it has been one incredible year for reality TV. Now, So for the final episode of the year, I wanted to share some clips of interviews that I did this year. Kicking off the year, I I did the press junket for The Perfect Match, where I sat down and confronted Francesca about her being the perfect match villain, which was very funny. I sat down with Joey Sasso, I talked to Dom Gabriel, and then of course I talked to Izzy and Abby. And then moving on to Love is Blind Season 4, I talked to the entire cast of Love is Blind Season 4. Um, And mixed and mingled throughout this entire episode of this podcast are clips, my favorite clips of each and every one of these interviews, um, from interviews with Roxanne and Antonio, from The the Ultimatum, Marry Me or Move On, from clips of Love is Blind Season 4, to me sitting down with Mark Wahlberg from Temptation Island uh, to talk about that show. I really, really, really thank each and every one of you guys for supporting the show this year and listening to the show. I look forward to another fun, crazy, drama-filled 2024. So, I hope you enjoy this little montage of clips of my favorite clips of 2023 and the interviews that I did with the cast of so many different reality shows. I'll see you guys in 2024. All of these reality shows tend to have some sort of villains in them, right? right? You know what I mean? When people watch this, I have a feeling you might become public enemy one after people watch this. Uh, how do you feel about that? And what would you say responding to that? I mean, I don't think I did anything to deserve maybe public enemy number one yeah, title. No, um, it just, that would just depend on the edit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just, I guess I haven't seen the show yet. So if that's my title, I'll just own it and I'm going to own what I said, but yeah, I don't love that for me, obviously, but yeah, I guess we'll just have to see when I see it. Perfect. Uh, Dom, my first question to you, uh, you and Francesca made what I thought early on was like this dream team until she kind of pulled that ultimate swerve on you. Did you really not see that coming and how did it really feel? Um, no, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I'm, I guess you could call me naive, but you know, I felt we had a genuine connection. I fell for her. Everyone was kind of whispering about like Damien this, Damien that, and I didn't know anything about their history. And for me, you know, I'm somebody who like, you know, I trust you until proven otherwise. And when we got into that room, I maybe suspected that she might put Damien on a date with someone else and then kind of see things in the house. But I definitely didn't see her putting herself on that date. So that definitely, that that hurt. Bring <laughs> me back to that initial feeling of seeing her when she arrived on Perfect Match. You know, I remember it clear as day. I was like, this is all happening for a reason. I'm the type of guy, if I'm feeling some type of way, I'm going to let everyone know it. I'm not going to hold it in. And I wanted to let everyone know, go ahead, shoot your shot. But that's who I'm going for. I do have a history with her. No secrets, nothing like that. And I think that this show was a phenomenal opportunity for us to really put our relationship to the test. 
work through a lot of things from the past and really see what the future could be for us. So for that, it's a 10 out of 10 experience, man. Hosting the perfect match, Love is Blind, the ultimatum. Does hosting a show like this kind of make you appreciate your own relationship with Vanessa more? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I'll tell you what, shooting in Panama for four weeks by myself made me appreciate my relationship with Vanessa more. <laughs> no, it's, you know, look, I, I don't, I'd like to think at least that I don't take my, my, uh, my relationship for granted any day. But yeah, I mean, when you see people who are out there looking for something that you feel like you've already got, yeah, you, you appreciate the fact that you've, you know, I found my perfect match. So, you know, it's, uh, it's already there for me. So the most talked about question on the intranet about LC regarding perfect match is not to you. It's, it is you and Nick, obviously to part, start with. So I had searched the internet, asked a few people, you know, the fans of, of the show, they want to talk about Shane, the pool incident, the, sh the, the incident where Shane is sitting by the pool and you kind of rehash the way we see it. You kind of rehash the situation between him and Chloe, the whole pool thing, which I, in my opinion, that was like really up. So like I was, yeah, but I didn't know about. Right, right, right. Like so, I didn't really know the pool situation. I knew like the gist because so again, that night I was talking, oh, sorry, finish your, you can finish your question. I'm, yeah <laughs> no no you're fine no no you're fine it's just basically you know people talk, say that you kind of stir the pot there and exactly exactly talk like, to me about what went down there and 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 watching it back and maybe kind of take us behind the scenes of that scene yeah um well first of all i definitely have been drinking um not that that's an excuse but i just feel like that's an factor to put in here <laughs> i've been drinking for a few hours at that point <laughs> um but yeah so like I said, we were all taught. I had to talk to everybody that was there, um, all the guys, and he was one of them. Sat down. Honestly, that was the first time I ever spoken to him in my life. I've never. I had just watched a few episodes. Like his season was airing while we were um, while we were filming. So since I was just chilling, I had seen most of it. <laughs> if not, maybe I might have seen all of it. I can't really remember, but um, I know eventually I saw all of it. But so yeah, I was not he's not my type he's not my type at all I was never ever 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 now that there's anything wrong with him Shane's a great guy but like I I don't he's just never someone I would have ever like been trying to break up to get together like I've seen some people saying like Elsie it probably was like the producer just telling Elsie to do that unfortunately it was me saying I did that on my own I did say that I will take ownership of that but in my defense <laughs> I didn't know Shane. Okay. I did not know. Also too, like I had been talking to almost, I asked basically the same questions to everybody. Like, Oh, how did you do that? How would you feel about that? Like, are you guys okay now? Like, what are you going to do after this? Blah, blah, blah. So when I left that conversation and like, someone was like, Oh yeah, they all for fighting. And I didn't even know. And I was like, huh? No, like, yeah, they said it's cause it, it's cause of you. And I was like, what, what did I say? And I was talking to Nick. I was like, what did I even say in that interview? And you're like, well, it felt like, it, I guess it looked like an interview, <laughs> but like, I was like, what did I even say that to him that would have made him go off like that? And Nick was like, I don't really remember exactly, but I remember being like, whoa, I can't believe you asked, you said that. And I was like, huh? And I was like, maybe it was that I asked, I was like asking him questions about like, you know, you live in the U S and she lives in the UK. Like what have y'all talked about that? You know, cause we were about to leave. So like, you know, I was like, did y'all have y'all talked about this? And I did, like, I know when I was talking to him about the Mitch and Chloe stuff, like I didn't, like, it also had just happened. It was like 
the day before. So I was like, have y'all talked about it yet? Like, and he was, he was like, uh, you know, yeah, I've talked about it. I was like, are you okay? Like, how did you feel? How are you feeling about that? And he goes, when I watch it back now, I'm like, okay, now I see what happened. But at the time I genuinely was like, I don't even know what I said. Not because I was like too drunk to remember. I just like, didn't think anything I said would justified any reason to go off like that. And I was like, I don't know what I possibly could have said, but I am a very direct person. So I know like, you know, I do. I'm the, I'm the friend that will tell you the truth kind of thing. <laughs> um, if you ask me, I will tell you. And he did ask me to be fair. He said, I was like, well, how are you feeling? And he said, well, how would you feel? And I was like, well, I would also feel like insecure. I would feel, I would have a lot of questions. Like, so I, you know, I was more so trying to like validate his feelings because he seemed like he was like, you know, I would be upset too. Like I would also like be questioning things and I wouldn't just come in and be like, we're the perfect match. He, he, like, I wouldn't, you know, I would come in and be like, well, what did, what was the reason for like, what was that? You know, like, so I don't know. I was like, yeah, I would, I would totally feel the same way that you are. Like, I would also feel insecure and I would also be questioning things. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I mean that, yeah, well, like whatever he said of that, I guess. Like, but he was also saying to me right before we, that wasn't just like, we sat down and like, I was like, you need to be mad at Chloe. You need to scream at her. She deserves to be screamed at. Like, I would never say that. <laughs> and I didn't just sit down and start talking about that. We were talking about, we were talking for like probably 15, 20 minutes, but they only showed that like, you know, two minutes of that conversation where it looked like, and people were saying like, Elsie knew how he would react. She, he, she knew that he was going to be upset. I was like, why would I have thought that any, I did not think that anything that I said could have set anyone off like that otherwise I wouldn't have intentionally like I'm there for two seconds I'm not I don't give a fuck about y'all's relationships to be fair like I would have rather if I if it was up to me I would have just talked to Nick the entire night and got to know Nick the entire night and maybe like chit chatted with people randomly here and there but like truthfully at that point like me coming in that late starting drama and like doing all getting involved in other people's shit like had no there was no point no reward for me to do that and like, I just don't think that, I don't know. I was like, why would I, I didn't know him. <laughs> First of all, just because we were both on Love is Blind doesn't mean that I know him. And I never, I, that's one of the only times I've actually ever spoken to him to this day, <laughs> a year over a year later. I like, I've randomly like, well, if, you know, we went to an event like a, at the beginning of February where all of us was there, like, you know, would have like random conversations with everybody, but I've never really had like a full conversation with him by myself, even then. Nick was there um so yeah I don't know it was just like so weird to me that after when we filmed that scene that Chloe was like the next day she was like what did you say to Shane and I was like what do you mean <laughs> and they're like yeah the producers are saying that you were the one who like set him off like that I was like what would I have said <laughs> you finally get the call it's like hey it's my turn to be on the show what was that process like? Yeah, so I literally got a call one morning and they were like, Izzy, you're going in the show today. You've got an hour to get ready and pack all your stuff. I was like, uh, okay, I'm just there. Like, I was going to go down to the pool and drink some drinks. Like, <laughs> honestly. Um, but yeah, so I like, like, got all my stuff ready. I was like, right, Izzy, you're going to have to get in. You're about to go on the show. You need to look good. Um, so get all ready. And then we had another, the same driver drove us, drove me to the date um with Nick and then obviously I go into this spa which is amazing I have no idea who who I'm going on a date with either so they're just like you're just gonna have to find out 
Um, so I walk in, do my like little interviews, and then we go on this date, and it was lovely. And then that's kind of when I found out about the premises of the show, because Nick was like the first person to actually tell me, and I was like, oh, okay, this is how how it's working. Well, Michael, to you, so many people have questions about being able to quote unquote fall in love in these pods, but you know, understanding the show, watching it, and you knowing that you have so much time with another individual. Do you still see the pod the same way? And do you still believe that love is blind? Yeah. Um, you know, you are put in that pod for so long. You are forced to have all these conversations that you normally wouldn't have, um, you know, not for weeks and months. So it makes sense that the timeline is so expedited. Um, I think, you know, Paul and I, we made it. We told each other, like, we love each other. We didn't say we were like, oh, I'm so in love with you. I loved him as a person in and out. And, you know, after we were able to get in person um, and build those other aspects, we were able to, you know, fall in love with each other. So I absolutely do think that love is blind. Yes. Addition from this bubble in Mexico, right? And then you go back home. How hard is that transition for us, the viewers, to understand um, for you as a relationship moving from this bubble to there? Incredibly difficult. Uh, it is a bubble. It is an alternate universe reality. I was on cloud one million and it is really intense. And you're, you know, you're coming down from that and we're figuring out our real lives and we have jobs and stressors and, you know, we have a lot to go through. So mm -hmm. it, I like to call that part of the experience um, advanced love is blind because that part <laughs> is the most difficult part of it. And we're, you know, we're so happy that, you know, we made it through and we made the decision that we did, but it was very difficult to kind of get back into uh, what we know is reality. Uh, Paul, question to you, the transition from that bubble in Mexico to back to your reality, how hard is that transition for uh, a couple when like for, as a viewer watching it? So uh, it's a completely different experience being on vacation, you know, like the objective of a vacation is to have a good time, you know, party your ass off and just, you know, have a good time. And uh, I think real world is very different from that, you know, like the objective is, you know, make money and uh, chase your goals and integrate your, your friends and your family and just like a multitude of other factors, whereas like, you know, Objective number one is uh, get a cocktail in Mexico, you know, and it's just very different from your everyday life. So, yeah. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Between you and Tiffany in the pods that leads to her falling asleep. Take me behind how you felt in that moment. Oh man, like 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 he like he did you ever play Mortal Kombat? You know, like fatalities, like somebody would reach into your chest and just like literally pull out your heart and like throw it. Like that's that's pretty much what it was, because we were having such a like a like a real intimate conversation i think moments before she fell asleep she said hey brett like i'm falling in love with you and i'm like that's like a major leap in our relationship that's not something that i've heard from a lot of women and not the type of thing that i expected to hear on the other side of a wall i mean so to kind of hear that and then kind of have the space to actually go a little bit deeper and then just you know 
everything just being pulled from you. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it was tough, but you know, it was just a moment in our story. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice moment, funny to look at at this point. Jackie, back to you. What did you learn about yourself throughout your journey on Love is Blind? I learned that I have to give myself grace. I have to give myself time and I have to give myself the ability to process everything in full. Like I'm the type of person that I want to be five steps ahead and know everything about it. And that's not the way that the good Lord wants the life to work. And I have to get with that program. So I have to just give myself grace and take it day by day at a time. You... The experience for you obviously was a little bit different from everybody else's, but was there an exact moment that you realized that you and Zach weren't going to work out? Um, I feel like that I just had this gut feeling that I couldn't get rid of, and it wasn't anything to do against Zach's character, who he was. It was more of like we weren't fit for each other, and I feel like it was just something that I couldn't get past, and for me, I kind of was like, maybe if we, you know, grow a friendship or this, or maybe it's going to take some time, but eventually like, it just never got there. And I'm always going to be true to who I am. And I'm never like going to force myself into a situation that I don't feel comfortable in. And so I think everything happened for the best, but um, there wasn't an exact period. I just feel like it just was like this initial gut feeling that I felt and I, yeah, I just couldn't move past it. And yeah, I had to do what I had to do. And I feel like I did what's best for myself. What is something you took away from your trial marriage with Alex that you've been able to apply to your relationship with Antonio? So one of the biggest things I took away from being with Alex is to stop listening to what everyone else thinks you should do or who you should be with um, in your life. I think that because I have a cultural, a crazy cultural background with a mom from Iran, sometimes you want to get sucked into this standard of who you should be with or who you should be dating. And I think that's what Alex was. And I realized that I don't really need to be with that to be happy or in love or succeed in life, right? You just got to do what's best for you as a person and stop listening to everything else. Preach, keep on preaching, right? You know what I mean? Keep preaching here. I love that. For yeah. real. I mean, I think especially people who have parents from other countries, there is such a crazy norm of what you need to be with and we gotta we gotta stop that we gotta do what's right for us for us and not what's right for everyone else antonio first to you what is something that you took away from your trial marriage with cat that you were able to apply to your relationship with roxanne i think it was just repetitions um i am kind of not the most like it's not i don't know I, i'm not the most thoughtful person honestly like I do care about people. I enjoy seeing people happy. It's, but as far as thinking about what it takes to make that happen, it's not something I've always, you know, excelled at. So I think just getting that, those repetitions with someone like Kat, who's just kind of like, go with the flow. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Let's do it. It was easy for me to just kind of be like, Hey, let's do this. And then she'd be like, okay, let's do that. Whereas, you know, with Roxanne, she's just beats me to the punch 95% of the time. So it was nice to just get those reps in of, of, you know, planning dates. Let's talk about you going on Jewish matchmaking. How did how did it come about for you? Okay, well, I think I was so exhausted of these dating apps, Ricky, that I literally told everybody. <laughs> and I'm not one to ask people to set me up. So that's the other thing. I was never asking. 
Uh, and then a friend, you know, was like, I think you should talk to a matchmaker. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know if that's for me. And she was like, no, really? So um, I had a friend of a friend that just, you know, we were dabbling with the idea, I'll say. And she said, I actually have a friend that I think that you should like speak to that's said that this show is coming out. And I'm like, what? I don't want to do that. And she's like, no, I think this is your path. Like you are someone that needs to put it all out there in order to find your person. So I just said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm just tired of doing things the same way and expecting a different result, which basically, as we know, is insanity. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to go for it. And that's when I, yeah, apply to the show. And honestly, my intention is I want to find my lifelong partner and whatever I was doing was not working. In the pods, what made your decision to kind of walk away instead of jumping headfirst into th somebody that you had really had fallen in love with? Right. So that's the whole aspect of, of really falling in love with somebody is you, you really make these real connections over just a course of two weeks. And I, I, did develop very real feelings, real emotions. And she broke my heart, as you can see. And at the time, what I was told at least from production was this had never happened before on the show. We're gonna let Johnny come back and talk to you. And so that's the next day, right after a very real breakup. And you know, you need time to process these emotions and it's a whirlwind of cameras and you're in a place you've never been before it's just crazy and then oh wait she wants to come back and talk to you and i'm open to that i i have fallen for this girl of course i want to hear from her again um and that's where you see me tell her like hey i just went through something crazy we're both going through something crazy i need time to process this myself what you don't see after that is as soon as I make that decision, I'm, you know, I have no more matches. It's time to go home. And as I'm getting on the bus to go to the airport, one of the, the Wranglers, I think is what his job title was, um, is like, hey, this is reality television. This isn't over yet. You're going to be on the plane sitting right next to Johnny. And so really the only time I got to process this breakup is the ride from the pods to the airport. And that's where I just started getting caught up in this whirlwind of, wow, we had such a great bond, but what do I need? I need to try and work this out. I have so much going on in my head. And that's really where I started to fumble and trip up on making the right decision in a, in a crazy time. Um, one of the more profound things that I found in this show and made me such a huge fan of yours was after that big fight in Mexico. It aired on the show. You were very vocal and very transparent about your anxiety and your mental health. Um, how hard was it kind of reliving that moment on TV? And how do you think that moment shaped who Danielle is today? Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse and something that really triggered me a lot at first. Um, so one, Nick and I weren't actually fighting. Um, so what had happened is before um, going into the couple's party, I was not sick. So him and I, it, they made it look like I was sick for the couple's party. I was not. So him and I were completely ready to go. 
Um, and then a producer came in last second and was like, Nick is going, Danielle's not. And we were like, that's pretty weird. And I was in incredibly anxious. I was like, why is this happening? And Nick was like, I'm not going either, but ultimately was convinced into going. And he was saw visibly how much anxiety I had. It was like, please have a producer that she trusts here with her while we're filming this. No one was there. I was completely alone and I got in my head about some things. So the first night in Mexico, filming was shut down. And so we just got to talk about everything that we didn't want to be filmed in the pods. We didn't want other people to hear um, because it was the first time we weren't really rolling. And one, I'm like, did I say too much? You know, that's a lot to throw at someone, but we're engaged, you know, like we took it very seriously. And he told me things too, where I'm like, okay, that's a lot for me to take in. Um, and then in addition to that, in the pods, it's very like you don't recognize you're being filmed. It's a lot more subtle. And I was in charge of the conversations that I was having. There wasn't really anyone in my ear. And then you get to Mexico and it's completely different. I had a, they switched my producers, um, which drastically impacted my experience um, as well as like, you know, having it be a little bit more produced for lack of a better term. So I started getting in my head about all of that. So I had an anxiety attack. I went into the closet because I told them, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I I cannot go through the rest of the filming process. So Nick and I actually were trying to leave together that night. So they made it seem like it was a fight between us because of him having a conversation with a girl, but that was entirely not the case. And they knew that like the entire production and crew, like every single person came up when I told them that I wanted to leave. My, my producer thought he was losing his job and we were begging and begging and begging. Um, cause I actually refused to be filmed during that time period because I was still so hyper anxious and they sent Nick in with a mic to pick up my voice and, um, he had no idea what was going on. So that's why he's like, what are you, you know, like he was super confused. And once they realized that one, I was alone that entire time too, that I had a panic attack and that I didn't want to film, he actually ripped off his mic. He's like, we're not doing this, but it was him fighting with the producers. And we were kind of scared that they were going to try and make it that way. We kind of like assume because they're not going to show us like begging to leave or fighting with them so that entire episode was so misconstrued so seeing that and having it be such a sensitive moment and edited in a way where you know it, it wasn't accurate at all was was really hard for me it still can be triggering for me because a lot of people hate me for having a panic attack one two for having it because they thought it was because of jealousy but ultimately it ended up being a positive thing um, I'm not embarrassed about the fact that I had a panic attack at all. And I am glad that that sensitive moment aired because it did um, kind of allow me to have a community now that I relate with about mental health or realizing that there are other people who have panic attacks like that. So it is a blessing and a curse, but I think without that, I wouldn't have been able to, like, I feel like my life goal is being fulfilled and I didn't even know that it was my life goal, being able to like really, really, really focus on mental health. You hosted the original version back in 2001. What's it been like seeing the evolution of reality TV since? That's, that's really a, a great question because I did it and it was like one of the first reality shows and we did it the way we did it. And then I went on to do my career. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And then reality TV became an industry. So what was interesting to me is coming back to do the show again, but now everybody I'm working with are professionals at the top of the game of an industry that I was like, you know, one of the founding fathers of, but then kind of took a break from. So it was interesting to me to come and try to do it the way that I do it, but with the help and support of the way that it has become, right? 
And so it was a shock for both of us. I'm like, wait a minute, all you want me to do is host? Like, I don't have to stage anything and I don't have to walk to where they can. You're going to handle that part? And on the other hand, they're like, wait, you're the host and we don't have to write this. You're just going to riff and like, you're going to be with them and you, you're going to remember our names and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's how, that's how we used to get down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's how I get down anyway. Right. And so I, I really loved it. And I, I laughed that I think that the reason I got the job in the first place was nostalgia so that the reboot had some through line to the original. But then as soon as it aired, we realized that anybody watching the show, like few of them had seen the original. They were all too young. So I was just like a, a, a bachelor ripoff dude. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was there first, yo. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Give me just a little bit of credit here. Come on. You know what I mean? Google it, brother. Do something. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.